This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. All right. Hey, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham here, your host, and I am bringing you an Ask the Expert interview today with Kelly Filardo. I am super stoked to bring Kelly to you guys. You guys, this woman is amazing. Let me tell you a little bit about Kelly, but first of all, hey, Kelly, how you doing? Good. How are you, Michelle? I am fantastic. Awesome. So Kelly, Kelly is a burn survivor. You're burned at the age of two, 75% of her body. So she found a way to success to go from near death to success. That's incredible, Kelly. So she went from the ugly Scarface girl to the TEDx stage, not only once, but twice in her in her life, which is amazing. And Kelly has a documentary made about her life story called Still Beautiful. Uh, Kelly launched a TV show on Goldcast as well that has almost 10 million views on her show. And she's now a full-time Amazon best-selling uh, author, strategist, coaching people to become best-selling authors. So on Christmas Day, this year too, Global TV announced that Kelly is one of the most influential, uh, inspiring people of 2020. So welcome, Kelly, and thanks for bringing your amazing talent to us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so so excited and so honored to be able to share with you and your, your guests. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm just super glad that you're here. So Kelly, you've been through some craziness in your life. So take us back to kind of how your story on this journey to where you are today, being a best-selling author strategist. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey to get here today. Yeah, well, you know, when I got burned as a two-year-old, I, I didn't know what my life was going to be about. Right. Like I just thought that, you know, I was going to be the ugly girl forever. I mean, I walked past my teacher's desk in grade five and I saw a picture someone had drawn of me and it was a circle with scribbles all over it. And it said Scarface. And so I knew they were talking about me because there was no other Scarface girl in the room. Mm -hmm. And so all my life, it was, you know, struggled with my burns and confidence and my abilities. And it was like, what am I going to do with my life? Right. Like I thought I'd never ever get married or have kids or have a good life, but I did get married. I did have kids. And then 11 years ago, I decided, you know what, um, I, I'm going to take my life to a whole different level. And that's when I met Charmaine Hammond, who said, Kel, you need to sell that business you have and become a speaker. And I was like, what? I don't know how to be a speaker. And she's like, no, you need to be a speaker because people will be so inspired by your story. And I didn't understand it because at that point in my life, I was in a toxic marriage. I, you know, we were almost bankrupt. I, you know, hated my job. I hated my business. I just hated everything about my life except for my kids. And so I just didn't see myself as being an inspirational person. Mm. So, yeah. Anyways, wow. go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, so how did you get that inspiration? Like when you're feeling like it's hard to pull that inspiration out when you're not feeling it, right? So what did you do to kind of like cultivate that inspiration and, and actually get on TEDx stages is a lot of work. So <laughs> that must have been quite the journey yeah. for you. <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And you know, what was interesting is I did end up selling the business. I ended up ending my marriage and I became a speaker, wrote a book, got onto my second book and I got mentors involved to help me to get to that place because when I would get up on stage, I was so excited. I just couldn't wait to do it again. And I thought, oh, my God, what is this feeling that I have? Because I had never had that feeling before. I hated going to work. And my boss gave me an ultimatum. And she said to me, Kel, are you going to be excited to come to work on Monday or relieved if you don't have to? And I was like, oh, and that hit me right to my core, right in my chest, because I knew I wanted to be a speaker full time. But I had just left my marriage four months earlier and I was living in my aunt and uncle's basement in a bedroom at 44 years old, I'm thinking I shouldn't be there. I should be, you know, way better than where I am. But that, uh, that question that she asked me made me think of something. And it made me realize that the only person who can change my life is me. I'm the one who has to take action. And if that was inspiring me that much to be a speaker, it was like, how can I do more of that? And so that was really um, important to me. It's just, so I just got other mentors and speaking coaches involved to help me to take it to that whole new level. And it was just amazing that I did that because now, like you said, you know, I've got all these incredible credentials and it's all because I took that step forward. Wow, that's incredible. So how, what is, so we believe like everyone's got a message to share with this world. And I'm sure you coach your authors on this as well, that they have a message that's worthy of being out there in this world. What's the message that you lead with when you're out there speaking and doing your TED Talks and, and writing your books, Kelly? Well, one of my biggest messages is that you're more than enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot of people coming to me that want to write a book and they say, well, who am I to write that book? Or who am I to do that podcast? Or who am I to be that speaker? And I always say to them, because you live through it. Mm. You live through your journey. So you are the person to tell that story, right? And you never know when you're going to help somebody. And that is the most beautiful thing about what I love, what I do, is this brings me to a story about Maria. And when COVID hit, like I was a keynote speaker and then I lost all my speaking gigs. (laughs) And I said, okay, what's next? I laid on the couch for a week. I did, you know, I was just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I put on a course to teach people how to write books. And I said, pay me what you can. I don't care what you pay me, whether it's 20 bucks or a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, it doesn't matter. Just pay me what you can. And we'll put on this one day course. So I did. And it, of course, we had to make it virtual. So Maria takes my course. And so she tells me later, she said, you know what, Kel, I really want to thank you for making it virtual. She says, I was going through cancer and I was going through my chemo at the time of your course. And if you would have done it as a live course, I wouldn't have been able to participate. Mm -hmm. And she said, now I know how to write a book. She says, I can't do house cleaning anymore. So now I get to be an author. And her book became a best-selling book. And now she's on her way to writing 10 romance novels all because of what I taught her and so she thanks me all the time because she says I owe you my life because if I wouldn't have been able to take your course while I was going through chemo I wouldn't be a best-selling author 
Wow. That's so incredible. I love that. Now it takes some courage to go from like, you know, like you said, you were kind of like not feeling the inspiration or not feeling so inspirational then to go on and be an inspirational uh, speaker for people that are at home, maybe listening to this right now, where they know they have this message inside them. They know it needs to get out, but they just don't feel like you said that they're, that they, anyone's going to listen or like we, we see a couple of fears come up when, when, it, when people are launching podcasts or a big platform, like a book. Um, what are some things that you did to kind of get yourself into that inspirational mindset from, from the not feeling so inspirational? <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I do is, um, and this is something I teach in my classes is who is it that you want to help? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, one time I had to do a speech to um, a conference full of burn survivors. There were 200 burn survivors mm-hmm. and they're my people, mm-hmm. right? And so they're expecting me to say something that's just going to change their life forever, mm-hmm. right? So I, I felt tremendous pressure. And so what I did is I imagined another burn survivor sitting in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, what are 10 things I'd want to tell that burn survivor? Mm-hmm. Right? What are those 10 things I'd want to tell them? And, and that's where I say about anybody that wants to write a podcast or do a podcast or write a book or be a speaker is what are 10 things you'd want to tell that person? And those become your talking points, right? Or those become your, your writing points. Those become your chapters. Those become whatever it is. But you really have to imagine who is that person you want to help? And the reason I say that is because I also speak to a lot of teenagers. So schools and colleges hire me. And then there's women groups that hire me to speak. Mm-hmm. So when I'm speaking to teenagers, of course, I'm doing a whole different message to the teenage group than I am to women entrepreneurs. Right. Right. So that's why it's so important to know who your audience is and who you want to help. Mm-hmm. It's just like on a podcast, you wouldn't want to have, you know, um, a teenager on your, you know, entrepreneur show, Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't make sense. Right. So you want to make sure that you're speaking to your avatar. Yeah. I love what you say that they say that because, you know, some of the most successful shows that we've worked with that we've really seen that they really speak to that one person who was, who is, who was potentially them a few years ago or where they were when they started their journey. And that resonates so much better with their listeners than this overall, like, Hey everyone, how you guys are trying to like appeal your story to everybody. We're focusing in on that person when you're actually speaking and just the way you say it, I think too comes across so much more powerful in their ears than, um, than just a, a general message. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, Kelly. So now I would love to hear from you as the best-selling author strategist. Um, what are some things that, you know, what, what becoming a best-selling author seems to be something on a lot of people's lists. Same with podcasting. So what would you say are some of the most beneficial things or reasons why some of our podcasters now should maybe think about starting a book as well? Well, one of the biggest reasons I said is for credibility. So when you become a best-selling author, you just jump from here to here as far as credibility goes. Mm -hmm. And the reason, the way you want to look at this is if somebody has to choose between your podcast or someone else's podcast or having you as a guest on their show, if you're a best-selling author, they're going to pick you versus someone who isn't. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's really a big, big credibility piece. And, and I know some people will say, oh, Amazon bestselling author, it's just so easy to get. And it is if you follow the right strategies. Hmm. And I know some people who have not made the list mm-hmm. and they're selling lots of books. So, um, so to me, it's all about, there's, there's that whole group of people that don't know what it's like to become a best-selling author. And so it's still just as important as ever. Yeah, I think you made a really good point just there. And I want to just reiterate that for our audience because because we're in this space and we're in this space, we're around a lot of best-selling authors, we're around a lot of podcasters, we're around people that do what we do too. We kind of think the whole world is like that, right? <laughs> and I think sometimes <laughs> we forget that like to like my parents or to like, you know, my friends uh, or my mom friends or whatever, being a best-selling author is like, wow, like crazy, right? Being a podcaster is like, you know, huge, like, you know, thing where, because we see it so much or because we're around so many people and let's look at my bookshelf most of the books on the shelf are clients of mine or friends of mine or my own <laughs> books so it's super funny now like that's my reality and your reality and our listeners reality but what we need to remember that's not everybody's reality out there I think that's exactly exactly get caught up in this world where we think everyone else is also in this world but it being a best-selling author is seems very unachievable for the majority of the world out there well yeah and because a lot of people think that to be a best-selling author you have to sell like ten thousand books and then you'll make the list Mm -hmm. and that's not true at all you just need to get into the top 100 of your category on amazon Mm-hmm. And that's what I specialize in. That's my secret sauce is I know how to find the categories. I know how to research them and I know how to pick the right ones for you and your book. And a lot of times what happens with my clients is because of my strategies and my algorithm, I'm able to help people get the bestseller list before we even do the launch. Mm, nice. <clears throat> and so people are like, oh, how do you do that? Right? <laughs> how did you learn how to do that? <laughs> well and it's funny because it was just certain things that I tried and they worked and I was like oh okay it works so (laughs) and then I tried again and it worked again (laughs) so So. funny I mean I think it's we could have this conversation like should you have a podcast should you have a book um you know it's funny as you were talking about the best-selling list I mean there's the Amazon or sorry the iTunes like top podcast list and we have this algorithm thing that we help people get up there too really high and it's quite funny because you know we can have this conversation which one do you do do you do the book do you do the podcast I think you know I I know what I'm going to think but what do you think Kelly I think you do both yeah I think you do I do I think you do hand in hand and you know here's the beautiful thing about being a podcaster is you can take your podcast interviews and make books out of them Mm, nice and that's what I suggest to people if you've already got 10 or 20 interviews pick your Mm -hmm. favorite Mm -hmm. and take those interviews get them transcribed and all of a sudden you've got a book yeah. And right. that's actually what I'm doing with one of my clients right now is they did, I think, 15 interviews with people. Um, he had a, an event and people were speaking on stage. And so he recorded all of them and then we got them transcribed. And now we're editing that and making that into a book. And so that. as a podcaster, that's super easy for you because you already got the content. 
Totally. I mean, I think it'd be, I think the best case situation would be if you know, you're going to write a book to think about that before you actually launch the podcast, because then you can specifically speak in a certain way in your show or interview a certain way or ask certain questions that then goes into the book really nicely. That's like, I think the ideal situation, but if you, but if writing the book was a hindsight to your podcast, then I think there's still some good ways that you can do, like you said, pick your best interviews, pick out the pieces from those interviews or for those people who those podcasters who have like the same um like they ask the same couple of questions to every guest those work really good into the books too I think right absolutely that's a great way of doing it um in fact that actually happened to me (laughs) a friend of mine this is probably seven or eight years ago and she interviewed me for her podcast and next thing I know she was launching a book and my interview was in the book (laughs) this is so cool but, awesome. you know, the biggest reason that people don't start their book is because they they don't know if they can develop the content. Right. You already have the content. And at first, people who love pod- or are drawn to podcasting, I think that's so funny because that's exactly me. I think I could speak and do podcast interviews till the cows come home, but to actually sit down and write is like, and that's never going to happen. <laughs> so I think right. this is probably the best way for me to get a book out of me would be to speak it. And how well does that translate into like someone reading it? Well, and you know, and that's exactly how I did my dating book. Cool. Because I wanted to see, okay, can I really do this? Because I've heard of people transcribing and then make a book out of it. Mm. So what happened is um, I went on Facebook and I did a video about the five different types of men on the dating sites and how to spot them. And so <laughs> sure enough, I hired somebody on Fiverr, got them to transcribe it. I think it cost me 20 bucks. I got them somebody else to do me a cover for another 20 bucks. And then I just edited the book. And it was excellent. And, you know, and I think the other, the other big thing is a lot of people think they have to do like a big 150 page book. Right. I'm really encouraging people do a little four by seven, right? Like that's what I'm doing with a lot of my clients now, just these little books. Mm. And then it's not quite so overwhelming and you can get it done in like a weekend. Yeah. It just gives you that head start, right? Like it gives, you know, I always say like, you know, and um, when you're going to start a book, it may not be the book, like your legacy book, but it's a book to get you going, right? Like, so yeah, absolutely. The fluff I, first before you get into the good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think that that's a, one reason why a lot of people don't start their books is mm-hmm. because they think that their book has to be their memoir. Right. And a lot of times they have something really painful in their past that they're too scared to share. So they don't even start at all. Right. Or it's like years of processing it to get it out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like to me, you got to figure out what is your book going to be about? Like, where do, what do you want your book to do for you? Mm -hmm. Right. When you know what you want your book to do for you, then you can determine what profit path you want to take. Right. Like I had, um, I, when clients come to me and they say, okay, well, I want to write a children's book and I want to write this business book. And I say, okay, well, what do you want to make money with? You know, like, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And well, I want to do coaching and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well then let's write your business book first. Mm-hmm. Get your business book out so that you can start making money. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll do your children's book mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. but let's get your business book out there so that you're making money. And I'm sure once you get people hooked on doing books, they're like repeat customers, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then, 
And then once they know how to do it, they realize how easy it is. And then they go on and they do it themselves. And I've had that happen to me too. Yeah. Yeah. I had like one client do three books in four months. Wow. That's incredible. So cool. So Kelly, for our podcasters sitting at home thinking about, oh, we should do a book. Any last bit of advice before we let you go today? This has been super valuable. I think it's really helpful for people to think about their podcasts in relation to having a book and like, can you do both and should you do both and how you get them together and how for me as especially for me as someone who likes to talk instead of write, (laughs) how this is going to be really helpful to just, you know, get the podcast interviews turned into a book for you. Well, you know, a lot of it is just getting started. Mm -hmm. Like just start writing, just put the pen to paper and figure out what your goals are, where, what you want your book to do for you, who you want to write it for. And, you know, like, like I said earlier, being a podcaster, you have the content, which is 90% of the book. Right. And that's <laughs> half of everyone else's problem, right? They don't have the content yet. I know. Most writers don't have the content. You guys do not have an excuse. You have the content. So make, make your book so it fits what you're already doing, because that's going to make it 10 times easier. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. love it. Yeah, such good advice. Yeah, exactly. Such good advice. Thank you so much, Kelly. And and Kelly, where can our listeners find out more about you and how to work with you? Great. Well, I have um, a free blueprint that they can have as a as a gift. So it's the seven steps to publishing your first book. And so you can go to sevenstepsauthor.com. And that's where you can either sign up for a discovery call with me or you can get the blueprint. Um, I'm also doing a live event April 9th to the 11th on mm. called the Best Selling Author Mastery Live, mm. where I'm going to teach you to write your book and get it done so you can become a best selling author. And yeah, so people are more than welcome to come and participate in that also. And yeah, so yeah, just go to seventhsauthor.com because you can sign up for a discovery call and you can get the blueprint. And perfect. I would love to work with you guys. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you and all the golden nuggets you've given us and the inspiration you've given us to get out there and get our books done. So podcasters, reach out to Kelly and make sure you connect with her. She is an amazing woman. And uh, thanks, Kelly. We'll bring you back again soon. And until next time, let's get our bike. Let's get our books written, podcasters. That's right. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, Thanks, Michelle. Kelly. Take care. Bye. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.